This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. On this week's Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. A nationwide whipped cream shortage. A sitcom doctor quiz. The passengers have finished all the booze. A 37-year-old rookie. And Rick's brush with John Mahoney. All that and lots of details about Dave's colonoscopy and other unlimited tangents on this week's Minutia Men. That is coming up right now. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia, Minutia Man, Man with Rick and Dave. Rick Kemper, Dave Stern, at your uh, behest, ready to do our final podcast of the year. Uh, this is our, I think, thirty third podcast, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which uh, is not a bad output for us. No, the amount of effort, let's see, 30, well, I think it's like, would you say 31 or 32? I what think is it's it? 33. I think this is our 33rd. Uh, at 45 minutes a clip, basically. Yeah. Right? Right. <laughs> Come on. That's that's sophomore year of college right there, my <laughs> friend studying. Uh, and this is also the last podcast we're going to have uh, with Dave uh, having a, uh, what's a, what's a nice way of saying it? You're uh your colon uh, has not yet been cleansed. Well, it's a. I'm going to have a colonoscopy on Wednesday. I don't know if they cleanse it. Well, I think. Well, I think you do. I think you have to. I think you. Well, that's beforehand, yeah. right? Right. It's, I have this this drink thing that I got to drink, and then, um, uh, and then yes, Wednesday will be uh, the colonoscopy, and if they let me, I will podcast from there. <laughs> well, <laughs> no. if you want, no. <laughs> No, I have I a do. feeling that I have actually that. I've actually picked up two people from their colonoscopies. Um, yeah. The first time was my mom. Yeah, and uh, I was in the the waiting room, and they came out and said, "Well, your mother's ready now. Would you please go in and help her get dressed?" And I said, "No, I will not yeah. help my mother get dressed." Right. <laughs> you know, are I you know. kidding me? Yeah, uh, so know. you know, nurses, you please do that. And the second time. I picked up my sister, and actually, I dropped her off and stayed there with her throughout the whole thing. And when it was over, and the whole time I was there, I was in the waiting room. The nurses kept coming into me. So this is really you're here with your sister? That is so <laughs> great. I mean, I, my brother would never do this for me. What a great <laughs> guy you are! And the doctors were talking. I mean, everybody, the people in the waiting room. Wow, you came here with your sister? What a great <laughs> That's never guy! Never done before. Yeah. And then when it was over and, you know, she needed to be helped uh, to the uh, car, uh, I went to go get the car and realized that I had left the lights on and it was dead. (laughs) (laughs) So I had to call some, I had to call AAA to come out and jump the car. And meanwhile, Cindy sat in the uh, lobby, uh, you know, groggy, waiting for me to come and uh, get her. But I couldn't because I had no car. Uh, uh, you are a good. Now, did the did the nurses that were uh, uh, bestowing all these accolades know, or were they upstairs and they oh no, didn't they, know all, that you... they all knew, and and any goodwill that I had was immediately erased by my ineptitude. Uh, so the goodwill was pretty much scraped from your bowels. Then basically, <laughs> yes, exactly. My colon was cleansed of all goodwill. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, um, I wouldn't say I'm looking forward to it obviously. Uh, but, um, I kind of wanted to get it over with cause this has been kind of, uh, on my, you know, I, I, I know I sh- should have been doing this several years ago. I know. You know? I, st- I still haven't had mine. 
Uh, and, um, and then with the possible change in Obamacare, I'm, I'm just getting everything done right now. Yeah. That's, you know, that's I, actually smart. Uh, so, so yeah, I will, uh, so in two weeks I'll have a full report. Um, okay. well, uh, uh, forward to that. Um, to me, the so, thing that scares me is not the actual colonoscopy. It's the, the night before it's, oh, the, I know. it's the purging of everything within you. Right. I know. Uh, and it's not like in college when you just got really drunk and just threw up and right. then you were fine. Then you'd go out to eat. Right. right? You'd actually have another beer after you threw up. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, yeah. It, it wasn't like Caligula fun. Yeah. This is not going to be fun. <laughs> no. uh, Caligula. But, yeah. Yeah. If, if anything describes our college years, it's Caligula. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> and then just a few days later after the colonoscopy, uh, I will be I will have my experience at Disney. We are leaving Sunday for Disney. That sounds like so much fun. (laughs) Right. So I've got a good solid, what, eight days in me, nine days. So this is a, a must listen podcast at the first of the year. (laughs) So you are going to Disney world with three screaming girls and -hmm. your wife, Mm -hmm. four screaming girls. All right. Yeah. At at the time of year that more people go to Disney World than any other time of year. Last year they closed the park on cr- the day after Christmas because it was they were they didn't close it they just prevented people from going in because right. it was so crowded reached capacity. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, and I don't and, know. And it's like seventy five acres of land. Right. It's um. Well, you went just what a couple months ago, right? Yeah, I went last summer. Um, you know, it was guys, it was nice. We went. We stayed at this place called the Boardwalk or something like that. Or it was on the property. Um, and the, the thing I liked about it was you get this wristband and you you can charge mm-hmm. everything you want, like just by clicking on that wristband. And I quickly <laughs> found the bar, you know, and I'm like, yeah. clink. Hey, this is right, great. And right. then and then I got my bill. Right, it's seven dollars yeah. a right. quarter. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, they well, we're in the process right now. Now, did you guys do fast passing? Yeah, you know that? yeah. I don't know how to do any of that. My my sister in law Julie handled all that. Uh, Michelle, well, Uncle Rick and Lila are actually handling everything. And I am not kidding. We have like two huge pieces of paper, like you know, like presentation paper on our wall in our dining room with like a flow chart of where we're going to go, what day, because we get Disney hours because we're staying on property. So we get like an extra hour in the beginning at the end, which is even more great. It's like, you know, oh, great. I could spend two extra hours in this place. Um, and we do. We have like this little flow chart exactly where we're going to go. The, there's a map there, the most efficient route. So, um, wow. yeah, I'm not handling any of that. By and they are going actually um, – Michelle and Julia and Aaron are going to Universal one of the days that we're there. You're not doing any of this? I'm not going to Universal, no. Uh, Do you know how expensive it is to go to Universal? Yeah, like 100 bucks. It's like $170 to get in for the day. And then, because it's going to be the busiest day of the year, and this is brilliant on the Universal people, they have this thing called like, fast ticket or something so for another 150 bucks you could go like to the front of the line on on certain attractions so 350 bucks yeah it's like 300 bucks it's going to be about a grand for all three of them to go yeah for one day one day yeah one day that's ridiculous 
Oh, I know. Me and Aaron are going to stay and just stay at Disney World, and it's ten extra dollars because we're going to be there for four days. To add the fifth day, it's ten bucks. So, um, yeah, so yeah, fun. we're 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 staying at Disney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow, that's just awful. Well, have a great <laughs> I time. I, <laughs> have a great time. I, I'm sure I, you will. Uh, well, what what's amazing to me is that you've only gone once, right? Yeah. Yeah, and and my kids are basically grown up now. I've got you know a twenty one year old, a eighteen year old, and a fourteen year old. And this past summer was the first time I had gone since I was in high school. Yeah, and that's because my sister took each of the boys when they turned five. She took each of them down to Disney World just for the just the two of them on their fifth birthdays. The sister that you the sister, picked up from the yes. colonoscopy. <laughs> Same sister. <laughs> <laughs> that you had to keep for two hours in a, right after her, her rectum is all... Uh, I'm not going to deny it. She has gotten the worst end of this relationship. There is no question about it. From birth on, you know, she has gotten the worst end of it. There is no denying it. And there's no projection of it turning around either, right? No, I mean, I mean how could it? The, the I, die is cast. Right? I keep saying to her, I've provided you with the joy of nephews. Yeah, That's about all I've done. And lowering the bar so far that everything she did was perfect in the eyes of her parents. That's the parent. other thing that I, I really take some pride in is just being a complete screw off. Yeah. Right. In the first, the, you know, 25 years of my life. And then and she was like a super achiever. My sister, mm-hmm. she she retired from her her work at age 40. You know, more than she, 10 years ago <laughs> and she's became a teacher to give back to the community yes right? i mean she's like the perfect person i remember one cindy story um and forgive me if i've told this story before because evidently i have a <laughs> uh inclination to tell stories over and over again i don't think you've told uh, any stories about my sister am i did you say i'm i'm okay to i think you're clear yeah i don't know what the story uh, is but when we were living at the pit yeah in champagne uh, during college Champ, right and, and it was a beautiful place oh <laughs> just gorgeous it wasn't called the pit for no reason and she comes in at like 4 30 3 30 in the afternoon she comes comes into the house and me and quinn were in the living room at like 3 30 i don't know what we were doing up that early uh so it was 3 30 <laughs> in the afternoon and she goes is he up yet i'm like uh referring to you and we're like, yeah, yeah, he's at class. And then she looked at us, and she walked right into your room, and you were still sleeping. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and then she starts back out. No, he, he, yeah, class, huh? And then she walked out. So <laughs> This is my little sister, too. <laughs> right. She's younger than me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, sorry, uh, we tried. Uh but oh, yeah, you. But I did uh, turn it all around in my late twenties. But I did have yeah. a. I had a long, <laughs> I had a long run there where I was uh, not one of the most productive members of society. I will admit that. <laughs> oh, you were like you, your run was like sheer madness, like the play sheer madness. Yeah, your oh, screw off was gosh. playing at the Bismarck Hotel for like what twenty five years, right? Yeah, but in all fairness, I am getting that back to me now. <laughs> with my sons so there is uh, some karma out there in the world yeah we uh, well you, the good news is you don't have to go to disney you're not going to get a colonoscopy in 48 hours and you're not going to disney for a week that so, is true all right now whatever. now let's i think we should get to the actual show portion of our our show <laughs> which, okay. which involves this audio clip 
this week's minutia with Rick and Dave. Okay, what is your minutia, Dave? Um, you know, I I like a good dessert, don't you? Yeah, of course. What's your favorite dessert? I mean, Germans known, you know, strudel. I'm not a big fan of strudel, by the way. What? I that's okay. I'm just not. I don't know. I mean, it's like it's like a smushed up apple pie. Wow. Right. Okay. Uh, was, and if you yeah. remember a few episodes ago, I said that German beer is fruity. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this yeah. will be the last podcast. But but the nation is actually facing a dessert crisis. Our uh, nation or Germany? No, our nation. Okay. Well, 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 your people, with you people, sometimes I don't know what you think as far as your nation goes. Uh, but the um, the nation, America, is facing a whipped cream shortage i've heard about this um and it actually the reason why that this is happening is they're pointing to a and 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 everything comes around to florida remember yes that's right uh there was a nitrous oxide factory that blew up in florida in canton uh, i had it right here um like cantonville uh florida a few Nitrous, months ago. like uh, like the gas that you use in whippets. That yeah, yeah. Okay. Cantament, Florida. There was a it it blew up. the The factory blew up, and there's now a whipped cream shortage. Um, there's a whipped cream shortage because there's a nitrous oxide shortage. Yes, and that's the way that you have to just distribute the like Cool Whip is okay, although Cool Whip isn't really whipped cream, is it? No, not really, because it's in a bowl and it doesn't need to be shot right. out of something, shot. right? Is that um, that's that's exactly true? Now, now, okay, fine. You can't get whipped cream on your on your dessert. Uh, that's that's you know that's not good. But I am worried about the college kids that use nitrous oxide for their recreation. Yeah, Aren't and, you a little... and, and what about the strippers? <laughs> well, oh, with I mean, the whipped cream. Yeah, and what uh, are they going to do? do? I, I, you know, I, I guess they'll have to go Cool Whip or Heavy it's Whip. Like the, it's like the number one tool of uh, male and female strippers. Oh, and uh, bachelor parties are going to just suck for the next few months. Do you remember that? Um, let's not say any names in this story. Uh-huh. But do you remember that one bachelor party we went to where there, there were just some really obscene things going on uh, <clears throat> amongst two young ladies right <laughs> right i mean it was like they were shooting squirt guns and and, and I, I i can't even get too graphic about it but it was just we were both with our mouths open going i've never right. seen anything this obscene in my life and, and we were old too we were like in our late 30s too weren't yeah we, we were <laughs> we yeah. were and then somebody one of the guests at this bachelor party sprayed a little uh whipped cream on the back right. of one of the strippers and that was it right. show's over that's <laughs> right, it right that I is, have had how enough. How right. <laughs> How dare you? How is that the How is that the bar that the line that you cross? Right. I know. Uh, the um, well, and also dentists. How are they going to do dentist stuff without nitric oxide? Is that laughing gas? Is that the same thing? I think so, okay. uh, you know, here's a here's a German mother story. You want to hear a, mother, a German mother story? Sure. Uh, you have a German mother. I do. Um, and she makes a good I, strudel, by the way. Uh, I don't think I've ever had her strudel. Next next book signing, she should make strudel. But my mom read an article in like the early 70s uh, that there, there was like some little kid 
that died at the dentist's office because of anesthesia, laughing gas or nitric oxide. So from that point forward, <laughs> she did not allow me to ever have anesthesia at the dentist's office. Your German mother sounds very much like my German mother. <laughs> and, and, you know, I don't know how many fillings you have in your mouth, but I've got easily I think I only 10, have one or two. How many do you have? I think I have one, only one or two. For, oh, for real. Yeah. Stan S. Fluoride over here. Um, but I, uh, well, I've got quite a few. And every one of those I was that have been filled without using anesthesia. So it was like that doctor and marathon man was my dentist when I was growing up. Or in Little Shop of Horrors. Remember uh, yeah. Steve Martin? Was that Steve Martin in that? I think it was. <clears throat> uh, it wasn't Bill Murray. Bill, or was it Bill Murray? Yeah, one, one of those two guys. Um, but yeah, I mean, all not of my dental Novocaine? Work, you can't. You don't even use Novocaine, or is that my, okay? My mom would not allow me to use anything. <laughs> here's whatsoever. a stick. Bite on right. this stick. Here's a right. here's a shot of whiskey, kid. <laughs> right, a belt. Right. I mean, she would not. And and, 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 the, and the dentist is like, really? I'm like, hey, my mom told me. So uh, yeah. So um, wow. So damn. all of my next time you see my mouth, I'll open it up, and uh, you can. Envision how many times I did not have anesthesia so when I was. You were like a million a, times tougher than I thought you were. Right, I, urban. Right, I was inner city. That's what we did in the inner city, my yeah, friend. Wow. Okay. Well, I have some minutia for you. It's not as uh, important, maybe, as the whipped cream shortage, <clears throat> but uh, there was a, a big loss this week in the uh, in the sitcom world, and I know that you well, are a connoisseur of nineteen sixties sitcoms. Well, uh, Zsa Zsa Gabor just died. Yeah, she died, right? But I don't think she was actually on any sitcoms. Eva, uh, uh, I don't Eva think Gabor. she was on anything. Yeah, Ava Gabor, her sister, right. was on uh, Green, Green Acres. Acres. Yeah, but this week uh, Bernard Fox died. Do you know who he was? It's not the Love Boat. No, that's now, he was Bernie on. Campbell. He was on Bewitched. It was he. He played Doctor Bombay. On, oh, on calling Dr. Bombay, calling Dr. Bombay. Yeah, that's right. That's right. He passed away. So that's kind of sad news. And yeah. it made me think about other sitcom dads, or sitcom doctors, and I wanted to do a little quiz for you. Now, I think the, the quiz might be a little bit too easy. So in okay. order to make it uh, a little tougher, I want you to give me the character name and the actor who played him. Okay? Uh, okay. All right. First of all, Guess which one is the correct character, right? Uh, what's the name of the character who played the doctor on Love Boat? Now, we're looking for the character name, not the actor name first, okay? What's uh, it? Uh, okay. Well, you're just going to guess off the chart? No, well, I think it's Bernie Capel is the actor, right? That is correct. That okay. is correct. Uh, Bernie Capel. But is his character name Dr. Alfred Bellows, Dr. Sam Beckett, Dr. Adam Bricker, or Dr. Stephen Kiley? All right, Stephen Kiley, I think, was on, like, Dr. Welby or so, or Medical Center or something like that. Marcus so, Welby, very good. Okay, all right. Okay, you're in my wheelhouse. All right, uh, who, Dr. What, what was the name of the actor who played him? James James Brolin. James Brolin. Oh, James Brolin. Okay. That's right. Michael Douglas was a doctor in something. Was that Medical yeah. Center or something? Yeah, that's not one of my choices. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Alfred Bellows. Dr. Sam Beckett or Dr. Adam Bricker? 
Okay, Bellows is is I think he is I dream a genie, isn't he? Very good. That's correct. <laughs> right. Okay. He, um can can you remember the name of the actor who played him? Doctor uh, no. Who's it? Hayden Rourke. That's a tough one. Um so well, is it Bill Sam, is Sam Beckett Bill. or Adam Bricker? I think it's Adam Bricker. Adam Bricker is correct. Sam Beckett was uh, from Quantum right. Leap, and that was Scott Bakula. Oh. Um, uh, did you know that the guy who played Bill Daly, who played Major Healy, Larry Hag, he went to Lane Tech? I He's did an not Indian. know that. He's an Indian. No. All right. Here's one more for you. All right. Now we're mm-hmm. going to do dentists. All right. Sitcom dentists. Okay. What was the name of the dentist character on the Bob Newhart show? Was oh. it was it Dr. Tim Watley? Dr. Tim O'Hara? Dr. Jerry Robinson? Or Dr. Jerry Helper? Well, Jerry Helper, come on. That the, 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 Jerry Helper is the dentist in Dick Van Dyke show. That's very good. Yes, that's correct. Um and the and it's the other Jerry. It's whatever the Jerry is before. That's right. What was yeah. the name of the actor who played him? Do you remember? I don't know, but he was a Jewish guy, so Dr. O'Hara wasn't going to work. <laughs> That's a good point. That Tim <laughs> O'Hara, by the way, the Bill Bixby character in My Favorite Martian. Um, Tim Watley was the, was the dentist in Seinfeld, who was played by Brian Cranston. Oh, God, I don't even remember that. I don't even remember that episode. Um, what um, Jerry Robinson. Who played, who, who, who played Bob Newhart? Uh, Jerry Robinson was played by Peter Bonners. Peter Bonners is the answer I was looking for. And here's just a bonus one. <clears throat> uh, I'm sure there are listeners who got all those correct, but uh, you did very well. That's pretty good. Thank you. Thank you. Another person who died this week was Millie Helper. Did you see that? No. Yeah. Really? And Morgan Gilbert. And so I looked on the Dick Van Dyke show because I know our, our listeners may not know this, but Dave's favorite show of all time is the Dick Van Dyke Show. He knows everything there is to know about the Dick Van Dyke Show. Although I didn't know that Mary Helper died. Well, I mean, it wasn't exactly on the front page of the newspaper. So here's what you have to do for me. You have to name the first name of the character of Rob Petrie's brother on the Dick Van Dyke Show. And I'll I give you some by- choices if you like. Okay. First of all, who played his brother? Is his real brother, Jerry Van Dyke. That's right. So was it A, Tracy, B, Stacy, C, Leslie, or D, Sean? Okay, it wasn't the last two. It was either uh, Tracy or Tra- Stacy. Tracy or Stacy. I think it's Tracy. Oh, it's Stacy. So Ow! <laughs> really? <laughs> you failed. He, um... <laughs> He was the guy who would play, he would get hypnotized and play the banjo, right? Yeah, that's the guy. Yeah, well, that's good, though. I mean, you did pretty well, I got to say. Those were pretty pretty obscure. That was a, that particular one was incredibly obscure. Um, but, uh, do you have any more minutiae for us, Dave? I do, uh, Rick. Um, as we're going to Disney, uh, we will be on an airplane. That's as right. We're, You're not as driving? Do. In this holiday season, and for everybody else who may be getting out of town to to visit loved ones over the Christmas holidays, um, in 
my computer just froze. Okay, here we go. Uh, this is off of the uh, WPXI.com website. Uh, WPXI, I believe, is a Kansas City. Um, well, it wouldn't be a Kansas City because it has to start with a K, right? Yeah. I don't know. It's a television know. station somewhere in America. Um, pilot congratulates passengers for drinking all the alcohol on plane. <laughs> Uh, passengers aboard – oh, well, of course, it's Southwest, Southwest Airlines. Of course. Passengers aboard a recent Southwest Airlines plane received a special message from the flight's captain after the travelers drank all the booze. On, on a December 7th flight from Oakland, California to Kansas City, the captain of the aircraft went over the PA systems to announce that uh, – you know, to congratulate them that they consumed all the booze. And according to a sports journalist, Jimmy Durkin, the entire plane erupted in cheers. You know, afterwards, it was only a three hour and 20 minute flight. Wow. And most of the people that were on the flight were Raiders fans. OK, you could have led with that. You could have led with that. So, right. OK, it was Oakland, California to Kansas City. So, you know what? So I bet it was even before the game, right? Yeah, probably on the yeah. way to so, the game. Um, well, you got to so get that, in the uh, mood. So that's um, there. Now, what um, what I think is kind of, and I don't know why I thought of this, it's kind of unrelated on this. Now, we have a couple good friends that are airline pilots, right? Yeah. You know, Stu and Kim. Yep. Um, and uh, I just don't see them drinking or, or congratulating their flight on booze. Do you? I mean, it doesn't seem very professional now, does it? Well, it's a, <clears throat> I think it's a, Southwest Airlines, you know, tongue-in-cheek sort of thing, right? If it's true, if they really did drink all the booze on the flight, imagine what the line was like going to the bathroom. <laughs> Good one. Good you one. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, and that, that just thought of, I just thought of something else. Um, you know, like the flight attendants probably refer to – they probably have pet names for all the pilots, right? Don't you think? Like, uh, okay. like, so Sadie, who are you, who are you, who are you flying with, you know, Tuesday I'm flying with, you know, Dr. Bar or not doctor, uh, captain bumpy. Right. Okay. Maybe a pilot, whatever. So this guy would be, you know, what, uh, captain sticky, captain right? Shticky. Cause he does yes. a little, shticky. um, or do you think that there are pilots that are worse parkers than other, like they park the plane <laughs> worse than other ones? Imagine parallel parking. Uh, an airboat, uh, <laughs> I, I know. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm sure if, there are. Now, I'm, I, I'm sure there are. I've, you know, I've hung out with pilots enough to know that they, the way they talk about other pilots, you know, <laughs> oh right. yeah. Oh, you did you fly with Joe? Oh my God. <laughs> Crash Johnson. Yeah, he's afraid uh, to fly into Paris because Paris sucks. Like really? Can you please well, give me his name, his last name, and make right, sure I right. want to? If I ever go to Paris, I want to make sure he's not flying my plane. Well, if you were a pilot, first of all, eight out of ten times you're landing at the wrong airport, right? Well, I'm I'm vomiting the whole time. <laughs> I, you know, airsick. I take Dramamine so I can sleep. Um, Your elephantitis at those kind of the the you know the pressure would just wreak havoc on your ankles i would have right. right? my uh my vestibulitis you know my inner <laughs> ear imbalance <clears throat> right. i mean i may not be the ideal pilot candidate and, and the fact that my eyesight is going <laughs> well the worst part with you is 
you're the worst Parker I've ever seen. So that if is I'm not on true. Your- See, you keep perpetuating that myth, and that is absolutely not true. I'm actually a pretty good Parker. No, you would. No, you're not. And what what would be yeah, with you? I am. I've, I am. You'd park the plane, and it'd be like, okay, uh, we're arriving at gates A one, A two, and A three, because you are just completely off. You know, you cannot. You would not be able to park a plane. I, I think that's probably true, and I think you also would not be able to park a plane. So there. I I am a terrible flyer. Yeah, and. Uh, I have to drink booze, although we're flying out at like 630 in the morning on Christmas Day. I have a feeling I won't. You know, I never, ever, ever, ever drink on an airplane. Never. Never done it. Never will. And Uh, it's just because I I am on drugs usually. Okay, let's go to our uh, it's time for our cub segment. Time now for a collection of cub geekness. This is just one bad century with Rick and Dave. Legal drugs. I mean, you know, I'm on, you know, Dramamine. Does that count as a drug? Uh, and, well, you can't be on nitrous oxide. Don't you usually take a whipped cream <laughs> canister? A canister and a balloon. All right. Uh, this week, uh, at just one bad century, I want to tell you about a couple of pitchers who are celebrating birthdays. And they're actually not celebrating birthdays because they're both dead and have been for many years. But it would have been their birthdays this week. There was a guy named Jittery Joe Barry. And, you know, mm. at at, uh, at Just One Bad Century, I've written about every single Cub that ever played for the Cubs. And these are just a couple of interesting guys that I never would have heard of if I didn't have to go research them. <laughs> this guy, he was called Jittery Joe because he was kind of herky-jerky and he, uh, had, he probably had Tourette's or something like that. In those days, they... Didn't quite know how to deal with people like that. Uh, but so jittery, jittery Joe would be a pretty lousy pilot. Is that what you're telling me? Very much so. Yeah. But he played on the Cubs during the war, during World War II, and he came up as a 37-year-old rookie. Yeah. Now, you know how they say that, that during the war, the, the Cubs, or, you know, all players were just a slightly lower quality player? This would right. be a good example of it because Joe weighed 130 pounds. Yeah. He was super thin. This is how thin he was, and this is a true story. He was once blown off the mound by a gust of wind, which caused yeah. him to balk and cost the team a game. Oh, wow. That is a great story. Really? Jittery Joe Barry. What year was that? Do you remember? Of course. Uh, 1942. <clears throat> uh, here's another one. Uh, this guy was named Wild Bill Hutchinson, and he he pitched for the Cubs uh, in 1889 through 1895. And actually, at that time, they were known as uh, the Colts and not the Cubs. He was born the year before Abraham Lincoln was elected. Yeah, okay. <laughs> This is how okay. long ago we're talking about. Um, but here's the thing that I found interesting. He's, one year, he started 70 games for the Cubs. Oh, in one really? season, 70 games. He had won 36 games, struck out 314, uh, pitched 1,800 innings in a oh three-year period. Now, do they count those statistics against like modern-day statistics? I mean, yeah, they do. Like, they do. Well, that's ridiculous. Well, you know how they say um, there's like a dead ball era, right, 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 right. This is like even before the dead ball era because um, at, at this time when he was pitching. The, the mound was only like 50 feet away. 
Oh, choose. And the batters would get to say, you know, I want a high ball or a low ball. I mean, they, they, it was really a much different game than it is today. But uh, and he, it was still nine innings, right? Yeah, yeah it was nine innings. But and I think, still three out. I think three foul outs. balls also were different. I'll, I'll get to all the rules for you at some point. We'll we'll, we'll do a whole eighteen nineties workshop. <laughs> was it? Was that when they? The defender, or the D defense, would leave their gloves. Oh on no, the they field. didn't even wear gloves yet. Oh God, really? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, In fact, we, um, guys that wore gloves when they first started wearing them, they were called sissies. Uh, well, we went to. I took uh, Aaron to the Blackhawk game yesterday, and I told her that you know there was a period of time where goalies didn't wear masks. Yeah, yeah. Um, In our lifetime. Oh, here's a here's another aside from the hawk game yesterday. As we're walking into the United Center, there's a guy selling parking passes for that day. Okay. As we're walking into the United Center, he's like, "Who needs parking passes?" Yeah, and I'm like, and, uh, "That man obviously does not have a master's degree in advertising, <laughs> like I do." Yeah, he did not take Lancaster's uh, advertising thirty three eighty three or whatever. That's a great point. Okay. <laughs> You're like, Come on, dude. That's stupid. <laughs> All right. Time for our last feature of the day. A random name pulled out of Rurik's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. It's actually our last uh, segment of the year. Yeah. So uh, Dave is going to reach into the Celebrity Jar. And pull a name out, and I will have to tell the story of my brush with whoever that uh, celebrity is. Um, I believe an Oak Park native, right? John Mahoney? John Mahoney, that's right. I think he still lives in Oak Park. Uh, Didn't he start acting like 50 or something? Yeah, he was like a plumber or something like that, an electrician. Uh, Super nice guy. He played uh, uh, Frasier Crane's father in the show Frasier. That's really where he... Got his big break. But I believe he's a Steppenwolf guy before that. Uh-huh. Uh, but anyway, yeah, great, he was also in Eight Men Out, wasn't he? Yeah, he was the – was he the manager? I think no. he was. I think he yeah, was I the manager. Right. Yeah. Anyway, super nice guy. Very nice gentleman. And he was doing a movie when I was with Landecker Show. He was doing a movie with Virginia Matson. Do you know who she is? Uh, yes. And is she from – Chicago too, right? She is. Yes, that's right. right. So we got them both in the studio, and this was uh, at WJMK, and they both came in, and they were very nice. We got them on the air, and about 30 seconds into the interview, I noticed that the meter levels, the, the levels of what was going out over the air, completely flatlined. Okay? Oh. Uh, now, so you're, uh, okay. okay. We're on the air. I, I had to at that moment, decide how I'm going to handle this because it's actually being recorded fine. You know, the, the interview is being recorded as we're as as they're talking. And John has no idea, Landecker has no idea that, that we're off the air. And Virginia Madsen and John Mahoney, those two also have no idea that we're off mm-hmm. the air. So I get out, go out of the studio and I call our chief engineer who at that time was Schneider. 
was a Schneider. <laughs> it was kind of like that. Because they were at that time. He was one engineer for six radio stations. Oh, they were saving money, and he wasn't answering his phone because it was like you know seven in the morning. He didn't but, care, right? Is he was not answering his phone. And actually, he's he's been in the news lately uh, for uh, some scandal that happened in another radio station. I think he's under indictment or something. But oh, anyway, really? Yeah. Anyway, I don't want to name any names. <clears throat> he never called me back. He never called me back. And so now we're off the air for, let's say, 10 minutes, 20 minutes. <laughs> but the interview is still going, right? They, they don't know that we're off the air. And I'm frantically calling everyone, the program director, you know, the. And, and, but at that time, our program director was a program director for like three stations. And I couldn't reach him. I couldn't yeah. reach anyone. And I had no idea what to do. And, you know, if push came to shove, I think after about an hour of this, it just came back on by itself somehow. And by then, uh, Mahoney and Madsen had just hit the top of the station, right? You just banged it a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. we uh, rebooted (laughs) something. I don't know what happened. We still I still to this day don't know what happened. Uh, But the, the two of them left and they had no idea that the interview did not happen. Uh, Of course, as soon as they got to their offices, uh, wherever they were going, they were told, hey, you guys weren't on the air, right? (laughs) And as soon as they left, I said to John, "Um, hey, by the way, that interview (laughs) never actually happened. But what's funny about it, and and there are so many levels of this, what's funny about it is because I never stopped it, it actually was a perfectly intact interview, and we just aired it later that morning. Now, but you had ten minutes. Obviously, ten minutes of dead air. Or, it was an hour. Whatever. It was it was maybe over an hour. <laughs> Did you guys continue to like run the commercials and stuff and charge your customers, your clients? No, the commercials we had to, we couldn't do. I mean, we did air them on fake <laughs> middle of air, you know, and I, uh, of of a uh, fake tape, you know. But we never uh, charged the the people for those commercials. We actually rerun them later. <clears throat> uh, I still have those dreams, and I think every ex-disc jockey, and I mean, I haven't been on the air in 30 years, I mean, doing a radio show, I still have those dreams of the 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 song ending, and you're like down the hall that keeps getting longer. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's a very common radio dream. <clears throat> but, well, you know, it, this, this, was, this was my worst nightmare as a radio producer, but it actually had a happy ending. Knocking. Yeah. Now, did they dock you knowing that knowing that that the way that your company was at that time, did they dock you for the hour that technically the show wasn't on the air? No, they didn't. But, you know, this is what you get when you have one engineer working for six radio stations. I think they did change that rule shortly thereafter. They started bringing in at least a couple of people to handle something as important as that. I mean, when you're off the air for an hour, that's unheard of in a market the size of Chicago. Unheard of. But we did it. (laughs) <laughs> wasn't that also the radio station that locked up the letterhead yes you had to request letterhead because they were <laughs> that's true you had to you had to personally request letterhead <laughs> to, to see if it was letterhead worthy <laughs> <laughs> and this is cbs broadcasting ladies and gentlemen <laughs> the right. second it's- biggest media company in america <laughs> didn't didn't you interview for a job and maybe we did tell this story actually this sounds familiar you interviewed a, you interviewed for a job at or cbs right and they wouldn't reimburse your travel because you didn't 
fill out the receipt form correctly or something or yeah there there was many many stories like that that's true so if you like minutia men uh, with rick and dave uh, be sure to check out some of the other programs on the radio misfits podcast network now we've the last couple of weeks have been uh, promoting uh, lasano and friends but uh, he sent us a note saying that uh, he's off now for a while right yeah he's on hiatus hiatus i don't know how long um but they, you know, we talked about the Bob Newhart show a few minutes ago. Yeah. Um, did you ever see Tony's uh, video of the, you know, when he did the little video of him doing the exact same thing as the Bob Newhart show opening? Did you ever see this? No. Yeah. You know how the the Bob Newhart show started with him walking you yeah. know, on the L and on down Sheridan Road and whatever. Uh, Tony replicated that completely for the opening of his like he did like his videos that he puts on facebook it's awesome is it on youtube well, i don't know if it's on youtube but if you go on lasano and friends uh facebook po- or page i'm sure you can find it quickly well that's fantastic i know he's going to be airing classic episodes of lasano and friends on the radio misfits podcast network in the new year um where the uh, we're slogan- actually running Oh, we're running uh, classic minutia men uh, next week uh, for uh, it's one minute and 12 seconds, I believe. Right. <laughs> All the highlights. Yeah. Right. Every highlight from our 33 episodes. <laughs> uh, and it, it says here the new slogan is eat, sleep, podcast, repeat radio yeah. misfits dot com. Great I talk like radio this. isn't dead. It's just moved to a better place. Uh, to find out more about Rick and Dave, you can check out uh, EckhartsPress.com, uh, ChicagoAuthorSolutions.com. Uh, Dave, will you be uh, live uh, uh, live tweeting your uh, colonoscopy on Wednesday? Um, maybe. Okay. Uh, I they're they're actually I got a whole packet of things that I have to do before and also you know drinking all that crap I got to drink, but um, I have to <laughs> I have to have my picture ID, which is interesting to me. It's like Really, is someone <laughs> like is someone really going to v- try to try to have somebody else's identity when they do their colon- colonoscopy? Yeah. I don't know, but I I have to make sure that I have a valid state idea to get to ID to get a colonoscopy. Okay, well, if you'd like to reach us, you can also drop us a line at minutiamanpodcast at gmail dot com. As I mentioned, Twitter, uh, Dave is the uh, the guy in charge of our Twitter account. We've got like seven hundred followers. We do. Yeah. Hey, that's like- not bad. No, not at all. Uh, Special thanks to executive producer Tony Lasano with Opie Productions. We're distributed by Ed Silla of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. And uh, we'll be back again next year Yep, with another episode of Minutia Men. The preceding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up?